following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And how are you doing, my friend? Doing good. We're already off to a busy year. Yes, Here we go. We are. January's a great time of year to start with the planning and, and mm-hmm. getting organized and thinking about taxes and everything else that goes oh. along with it. But more important. You just kind of made my stomach turn. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's something coming up. <laughs> taxes. You'd be surprised. I'm, I'm still in mode. Okay. We talked last week about like going slow to go fast. Mm-hmm. I'm in that mode right now. Clients of mine who wanted to sell in first quarter, they started last year. Right. Like we we were starting to have conversations in October, November, December. Right. And getting contractors in place and preparations. So I'm full on hair on fire right now. Absolutely. With listings, not enough of them, but... The people who've been the last several months, like we're we're ready to mm-hmm. rock and roll. Right. You'd be surprised the number of clients I have that are waiting on tax refunds to seed their down payments. You know, really? so that they can buy a home. Yeah. Yeah, every year. You know, and, and this is the time of year where they're I starting to get sense. that all organized, you know, and that's but, when you see the car companies advertising. Oh yeah. You know, we'll give you your tax return now if you just come mm. in and buy a car. Yeah, and, don't do it. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. How many shows do we have to do where we're like, and then they bought a car, and guess what? They didn't qualify. You know, like, don't do it. You know what? We're going to be talking about like some of the don't do it. Like, if you're going to, you know, um, because, well, we're not going to do it so much in the show, but we are going to be talking about that kind of stuff in our upcoming home buyer class on March 4th. Yes, we are. March 4th. Fourth, uh, the official Washington State Ho- Washington State Housing Finance Commission sponsored class mm-hmm. uh, will be held March fourth. That's a Saturday in Tacoma uh, mm-hmm. at our mm-hmm. Homebridge offices. That'll start at nine thirty in the morning. Yes, and uh, this is a class that is uh, first time homebuyer class is required if you want to take advantage of any of the really cool yes. first time homebuyer programs, including zero down op- mm-hmm. options. Mm-hmm. Yes, which we talked about extensively in last week's show. Yes, and if you want to know about that... Go listen to it on the podcast version of this program. Absolutely. Anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy... Just subscribe also so that you're not necessarily just tied to listening on Saturday or Sunday like mm-hmm. we normally are on on air. You can listen anytime. That's right. Get notified when a new one comes mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And we've got seven seven years worth. Seven and of, a half years worth half years of content. Worth. Mm-hmm. Seven and a half, my friend. Mm. Seven and a half. Like like we were saying over the holidays when we were hanging out, you and I are definitely like brother-sister at this stage. <laughs> 20 years of working together. Holy right. smokes. So I'm just glad your wife's there to kind of like part us if we have to, you know, <laughs> be like, over there, brother. <laughs> well, you, um, you, well, I, think, I think you might end up working with with the pilot. 
Oh that, yes, that came to the Mark? to the yes. party. Yeah, he was very nice. We'll cross our fingers on that. Yeah. yeah, what a lovely man. Really interesting person. Very very yeah. lovely man. Yeah, I sure. love when people are just open and inviting and just like connecting. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's a big theme that my team and I have had. And in fact, um, as we go into well, so, so here's two of the things that we're doing in our team. One of them, we have a theme for the year, which for us is about consistency, mm-hmm. right? So that's our theme for this year is consistency for the team. But for our clients, it's embrace change. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. That's yeah, important. It is. Certainly a lot of that going on these well, days. Because what you and I both know, whether someone's buying or selling a house, there's some kind of change mm-hmm. going on right. in their lives. Right, and it can be it can be triggered by something very positive, like somebody's, you know, coupling up, getting married, having babies, you know, any of those kinds of things. But another thing that we're uh, building content for this year is um, divorce, mm-hmm. people passing, right. you know, that type of thing. All because those are reasons, all of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they are, you know, a big part of it. So the embracing change. Um, you know, for us, consistency is about us knowing our process and what we do so well that we can, we can be, you know, who our client leans on while they're right. going through whatever that change is, yep, right? Absolutely. And things like our class help give good context yep. and support and information so they can that's make right. good decisions. And then we're going to be doing even more beyond that. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. You know, and speaking of clients, mm-hmm. uh, I, I wanted to mention this because we recently closed a transaction. It was mm-hmm. a VA transaction. Yes. And a delightful client who mm-hmm. af- actually happens to be an attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, but He was actually on the show. He was. He was on the show. Yes. Yeah, he's a divorce yeah. attorney. That's right. And by <laughs> can I just tell you? Don't, the, can't mention names. But, no, no, I'm not no, going to say but, his name. But can I tell you the funniest thing you told me about the holidays? Huh. Because he doesn't like gift giving. And so... He was like, you know what I mean? Well, he is an attorney. I love this. <laughs> I know. But the thing, I laughed so hard. He's like, you know what I want for Christmas? I want it to go away. <laughs> I laughed for probably five minutes. Because oh, no. I thought it was the funniest thing I'd heard in a long time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> It was. Just, I just. I'm sorry. It still tickles me. I think it was. You should have heard him. It was like total straight man joke. I just laughed so hard. But anyway, but we were saying he did use. Where VA. was I? Yes. Yes. So now here's the VA. thing. The property was a condo. Technically, and, yes. yes. Technically, technically kind of not like what you would imagine. Like you're listening to this. Most of the time you hear someone say condominium, you're thinking you high, know, rise. Most, high rise or mm-hmm. stacked units in some no. form, mid rise, low rise, townhouse, anything like that. This is not. These are, they look like single family homes, but they were all built at the same time and condominiumized because they're also up in Snohomish County. This happens a lot with single family mm-hmm. homes up there where they're like cottage housing and they turn into yeah, a condo development. Right. So lots of different l- different looking types of properties can be mm-hmm. classified as a condominium. Correct. So this one we call them a detached yes. condominium. But uh, our buyer was is a veteran. Yes. And he wanted to use VA financing. Yep. God and love him for that. That's right. And VA requires that if the property being financed is a condo, mm-hmm. it has to be approved. The condo project has to be approved by, by the Veterans Administration. Yes. So there's lots of extra hoops. That, that siren we have to is jump a through. good indicator of what that feels like sometimes. Right. <laughs> well, 
You know, fortunately for this one, we had a a seller who was very cooperative and yes. and willing to to go along with that. And the VA condo approval process actually went fairly smoothly. It took just about three weeks. Yes, we were concerned at first because of holidays that mm-hmm. it might not. Right, and and there was your typical you know, bureaucratic snafus that, mm-hmm. you know, could have been done even quicker than that, yeah. you know, but somebody left it on their desk and mm-hmm. didn't push the right button and, 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 all, and all that sort of thing. But I'm going to give your crew over at your offices mm. big kudos because they chased it down. They're good. They're really, They were really, really good. great. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, the, that's yeah. the stuff that matters. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess my point is that there are so many um, – real estate agents out there that when they look at listing a property, not necessarily even a condo, mm-hmm. uh, but but any property, they'll put, you know, they won't allow VA financing. Mm-hmm. They'll allow FHA, they'll allow conventional, but not VA. Now, FHA also, uh, a condominium has to be approved, you know, by FHA, but FHA mm-hmm. does also have a little bit of an out called a spot approval, right? Uh, where you can sometimes get a get get around all the the full formal condo project approvals, and even VA. Mm-hmm. Let's let's say that for that situation, you know, that we were not able to get the VA to approve that condo project for our client. There's still a provision there where the client can write a letter. Mm-hmm. To the VA, yes. saying, "Look, I understand the condo is not approved, but I still want to buy it." Mm-hmm. And VA will review that. They're actually their attorneys review it, and they can still allow that that transaction to move forward. And, and that was critical because we were worried mm-hmm. at one point that there might be an issue with one version of it. And so we mm-hmm. were already prepping our client in advance in we, advance about like, hey, we were we might need you to be yeah, prepared hey, this to do this. This is a possibility, this. you know, that this this could come up. Um, but and actually any time where a, a veteran's actually wrote written a letter of appeal, I've we've never seen one not be approved. So unless there's mm-hmm. something like really, really wrong with the property, mm-hmm. you know, you know, there, there's always this appeal process. So I, I wanted to bring that up because number one, um, some people say, "Oh, it's it's a condo, it's VA. Mm-hmm. The condo is not approved. We can search those to find mm-hmm. out which projects yep. the VA has has or hasn't approved yet." Yeah. Um, but but for a lot of folks, that would just be the end of the line right there. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to buy this home. Mm-hmm. But no, you pressed on. You worked with the the mm-hmm. listing agent. Yeah. The listing agent worked with the seller. We yep. all worked together. Yep. And and we got the project approved. Well. And you just hit on such a critical point of that communication and coordination together Mm -hmm. because you and I talked about this off air, and and this is why it's so important for us to discuss because, you know, not only did we have this situation come up with this client that we were working with, but I've been having other conversations with other agents because one of the things that we've been doing in Team Reba is we're building out a network of agents in different market areas where military and Coast Guard, because I also have a Coast Guard client right now, right? Mm-hmm. And they can they also get the benefit of VA. Sure do. Right. Yeah. And so And National Guard. Right. So we are building out our network of connections because in each of those organizations, they can be transferred every two or three years on Mm -hmm. on average, right? So the fact that I am working up in Oak Harbor now and Anacortes, because there's a lot of Mm -hmm. military there down here in the Tacoma and Seattle region. Kitsap County. 
Yeah, up in um, Jefferson Snohomish, County. we've got Everett, you know, over in Bremerton, you know, mm-hmm. with Kitsap County. You know, so we've got a very robust region of military and with Coast Guard and everything else. And so I was, I have other people that I have accountability groups with, right, through like my real estate coaching groups and things like that. And I was talk, talking with my friend Chastity in Clarksville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And she was discussing how she works with lots of first-time buyers that are military because Clarksville is right next to a base. Mm -hmm. And so she's just like, you know, I have these other agents who aren't talking to their sellers about why is a VA buyer still a great buyer? And in some cases, the best buyer, Mm -hmm. right? Because depending on what market you're in, That's a big segment of who your purchaser market will be. Yeah, let's dispel some myths about that. I want to dive deep on this sucker. So, yeah, we'll do that. With Team Reba on AM 1300, The Answer. Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba, just dancing on my chair there over here because I love that song. Yeah, that's on the, on the, on the tenor sax there. Or is that an alto? I, I have no idea. Yeah, I just I, I like it. Alto. I just like it. I just want to boogie on my chair. That's all I want to say. <laughs> all right. Well, guess what? Okay. We're here every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Sundays at 3. And we're always on podcast. Yes, we are. Go to any podcast outlet, look for Open House with Team Reba, and we will be there. And subscribe. Yes. Click on that subscribe button. And share. Yes. Share. I mean, seriously, we have so much great content that it should be shared. Yeah. We have people all over the nation who are listening to the show as well through mm-hmm. the podcast. Yes. And even out of country. Other continents. Yes. We've been to all six continents. Who knew? I know. And what always surprises me? Maybe all six. Well, six that are populated. I mean, there's really not anybody on Antarctica, but, right. you know, okay. Penguins that are, like, worried about their housing market. Yeah, I don't but, know. <laughs> maybe I mean, they're, they're more worried about climate change. There might be veterans on Antarctica, though. They might be relocating. Maybe so. You know, we maybe can finance so. up here. We can't really do much for you if you're going to move to Tierra del Fuego or something like that. But uh, here, no problem. <laughs> okay. And but let's get back. We're talking about VA, yes. veteran, veteran buyers. And so, speaking of these people in other areas, I was just saying before the break, well, you were going to say something else. I, was, I, was, I had been talking about my friend Chastity and why she's frustrated in her Tennessee market because real estate agents, and you have to remember too, there are a ton of brand new agents in the industry from the last four years. To give mm-hmm. context to that, I was going back and um, auditing one of our 2018 shows mm-hmm. because when we were out for the holidays, we were going to do a repeat. So I was checking to see if it was an appropriate show. It wasn't. But what was interesting was at the time that I was, we were doing that particular show, there was 1.2 million realtors and there are currently 1.6 in four years yeah that's one heck of an uptick well uh newsflash i think that number is going to start dropping here this year you know certainly hope so let's hope so because uh you know all of those agents out there 
have to take a test, but they only have to pass 70% mm-hmm. yeah. to get their license. Well, and it's different it's across the entire U.S., but so, mm-hmm. like, here's the thing. Um, it, it's, it's lower in most other states right. than it is here. Yeah, Washington's fairly robust. It's fairly robust, but it's still not enough. Yeah. Us in uh, California have some of their more strict um, mm-hmm. requirements in the nation. But like, let me go back to my friend in Tennessee, though. So she's a relatively new agent. Mm-hmm. And here she is working with a lot of folks that are military, right, utilizing VA. And when we got into a big discussion about this um, in one of our weekly calls, I was asking her, like, what are the issues that you're running into, right? And she said, well, one, it's agents who've never dealt with VA who erroneously get information from someone else in their office that they start giving bad advice to their sellers. Now, I want to give you, you know, the, the point of view for her is upwards of 30-some percent of the buyers in her region are military. Mm-hmm. The base mm-hmm. is the biggest employer there. Right. And so she's like, I don't understand why anybody would prejudice against a veteran or active military member because there's there's no real reason to do so. And then and here's where some of the prejudice comes from. People will say to a seller, so if you're listening to this and you're considering selling, really want you to think about this because a VA buyer has the option to buy zero down. That does not mean that that buyer does not have money at all. Mm-hmm. They are just given the benefit of this program of not needing to save up a lot of extra money to do it. Mm-hmm. So that, that that is part of the benefit. And, and the thing is that the other benefit of that is that they aren't pay, paying private mortgage insurance, so they don't have an additional payment. What we're doing, because you got to remember, most of the people in the military don't get paid a lot. So they have to have this delayed gratification of a future benefit such as school and or a home purchase that they can then leverage back to their future, mm-hmm. right? And so what you're doing is des- denying this person who has done a job that you probably weren't willing to do yourself, <laughs> Right. It's only 3% of the population of the United States that serves in the military. Right. So they do deserve, because they're doing a job that they don't get a lot of credit for, they don't get paid a lot of money, they have to move a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It does impact their families. Well, and not not every VA uh, you know, buyer is active military. Right. Like The majority our- are, are already... You know, discharged from the military. Yeah, like uh, our client last month. Who was an attorney. Who's an making attorney. Making good money. Yes. And everything else. Yeah. So there's there's a few myths that are just seem to, to be prevalent. They just mm-hmm. never seem to go away. Yeah. You know, when, when especially when it's a, in the minds of a seller or a lot of real estate agents out there, let's be right. honest. You yeah, know, they just don't look into it. They don't no, ask the questions. They don't ask the questions. So number one myth in, in my mind is that a, a, selling to a veteran is more expensive it's not. It used to be, but right. it's not. And it hasn't been for 30 years. Yeah. So explain so, that, though. So, yeah, back back in the old days, VA set the interest rate. I'm talking pre-probably 1990 mm-hmm. or so. Uh, the, vet, the, the VA set the interest rate so 
and, and the points, the fees that went along with that mm-hmm. interest rate. Mm-hmm. So if, if a seller agreed to sell VA, they had to pay the veterans' costs no matter what they right. what they were. Right. That's long gone. Yeah. VA rates are 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 comparable to to anything else. Sometimes usually a little bit better. Mm-hmm. The seller is under no obligation to pay the veterans' closing costs or any of those no. any of those fees. It's the same. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's myth number one. I well, I am going to say that the documents for the multiple listing service mm-hmm. does say that the seller will pay the the total escrow fee. Okay, which is a few hundred bucks. And maybe three hundred dollars towards mm-hmm. the appraisal. Okay, so, which is not the full so amount, a, by the way. A little bit. Okay, um, and and even on, on my side, there's some things that traditionally and that can be negotiated too. I was going to say that we we see and go either way on yeah. that. Um, so the other the other myth is that the appraisal takes way too long. Mm-hmm. So the difference between VA and any other type of loan, conventional, FHA, um, USDA, is that with a VA transaction, the, the Veterans Administration picks the appraiser. There's a panel of VA appraisers that the, the VA will, will use. Mm-hmm. But what, what's not conveyed is that once the appraiser is, is hired, once the appraiser is engaged, mm-hmm. VA requires that they turn that appraisal in within 10 days. That's a normal turn time. Yeah. It's it's no different from, from any other appraisal. And the actual appraisal report is typically no different, which leads us to, to myth number three, that the VA appraisal will, will pick the house apart and, um, you know, I worry and have about all, that these, more in all these conditions. Right. So the VA uh, wants to know, they want to protect the veteran. Mm-hmm. They want to know the home is in a decent, financeable condition. There are a few hot buttons for VA. One is it's just the condition, like peeling paint, for instance, on the outside of a house. Yeah, it's going to be an issue with VA, also with FHA. Well, particularly if it's of a certain age, right? Uh, because seventy-eight or older, lead-based paint. Well, it's lead-based, but also if there's peeling paint, it means the the surface is not being protected. Right. Could and, be moisture and damage. Water intrusion mm-hmm. is the number one. Killer of houses. Yes, you know, it, it is. It just really is. So, so, so they're going to look at that. But again, if your home is in reasonable condition, it, it's not going to be an issue. The other one is that my my VA appraisal is going to come in low, and and I'm I'm just not seeing that. I haven't had that issue come up at all with any of our uh, VA appraisers in the Northwest. And, and even if it did come in low, mm-hmm. there's part of the, the VA, there was an act called the Blue Water Navy Vietnam Veterans Act of 2019 um, that uh, there's a provision of that called the Tidewater Process that allows, uh, if an appraisal did come in below the sale price, it allows um, the lender to have a very quick reconsideration of the value of that property. So there's okay. a, a rapid reconsideration um, process and essentially, if we can justify, you know, with providing other comparable sales data or anything mm-hmm. else, that the value should be reconsidered, the appraiser will do that. That's They're not, obligated by law to do that, and that's great because that is something that we do regularly with more traditional lending, mm-hmm. right? And and those guys don't always take <laughs> the no. information we provide them. Sometimes they get a little they, bit. Of they they kind of get their 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 panties in a bunch. They That's do. Right. They so, do. So now one other kind of a final myth is that a VA loan will take way too long to close. And VA transactions don't take any longer to close than, mm-hmm. than any other type of a transaction. There's right. no difference. Back in the old days, it did. 
Mm-hmm. You know, again, 30 years ago, uh, a lender could not approve their own files. They had to, once they had their loan package processed, they, they submitted it to mm-hmm. VA to be approved. And I do yeah. remember as a young, dumb loan officer, greenhorn, with hair, with hair um, <laughs> sending my VA file in and waiting, waiting, waiting. One day I said, you know what? I'm going to go straighten those, those knuckleheads out. I went downtown Seattle mm-hmm. to the VA, you know, when it marched in this mm-hmm. office, you know, yep. talked to a guy at the front desk. I want to know where my file is. And he waves his arm behind him and there's, there's 50 people sitting at desks with files stacked, you know, yeah. a foot and a half high. He goes, you want to find your file? Go on and look. Knock yourself out. Yeah, knock yourself <laughs> out. You know, that ship has sailed. That was so yeah. long ago. You know, nowadays, every lender, mm-hmm. almost every lender out there has what's called delegated authority. We yep. can approve a VA file on mm-hmm. behalf of the VA, yep. and we can approve the appraisal on behalf of the VA. So they they take no longer to close than your your typical uh, conventional or, or FHA yeah. transaction. Which is fantastic. I yeah. mean, you and I, over the course of the 20 years that we've worked together, you know, we've worked with lots of VA buyers, and I know you've worked with plenty of other people mm-hmm. besides just myself as as an agent. Oh, that we, I we mean, love them. I love yeah. working with veterans. Yeah. yeah, no, we talk about that all the time on the show. And both of us have family. Like, I have so much of my family that has all been in the military and all the different kinds of branches and friends that are military. So, I mean, that's just. Like, I love being able to work with somebody and get them the benefit of the thing that they've truly earned. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those conversations that I have with sellers all the time is, you know, do you have any, you know, conceptions around a VA buyer as opposed to, because we'll still compare everything else if there is a multiple offer situation. Mm-hmm. And we get the information about the, the actual buyer. It's not just like it's zero down versus 20. Like you really have to look at the full picture of the person. Absolutely. Right? Well, we've got more coming up. So the Open House of Team Reba, stay tuned. Back after these messages. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1300. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. Yep, still, still you, Reba. Still and me. Still me, Eric here, Eric Osnes with Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Yes, still me. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, well, I was on a totally bit of a rant me. there talking about, about, about VA and veterans yeah. and sellers. It just if, if you're working on a listing, accept VA. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I was saying like doing a comparison, because we've said this before, like whether you have, you know, two offers coming in, don't just immediately make assumptions, Mm -hmm. right? Whether you're working with me or not, just, you know, because you could be listening to this and you're working with some other agent and that's fine. But I mean, obviously I would love to work with you if you're not already with somebody. But the, the point of bringing this up is making sure that this group of buyers is one given opportunity and dispelling the myths around mm-hmm. all of that that's that's been out there because I, I mentioned how many more people there are in the industry right now but yeah. as you've pointed out like I want to say my mom who was in the industry for 30 some years she was back in the 90s Mm-hmm. And still has, and I still remember, like she kind of had to sit out during the Great Recession because of my dad being in the nursing home. 
And she missed a lot of the changes. Yeah. So she probably doesn't even know that VA changed so drastically. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there's a lot of, and there's also agents that only do this part-time, or even if they do do it full-time, they might only do a few transactions a year. And so they may not be very well-versed on any of these kinds of things. I've actually had much, much older agents, because so I've been in the industry 20 years, and the average age of a real estate agent hasn't changed much. It's still mid-50s. Like, I've grown in to the, <laughs> the yeah, average yeah. age right now. I'm 54 right now. The average age right now is 56 years old. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. And so think about that. If I've been here 20 years, that means there's some people in their 70s and 80s who've been doing right. this a still while. practicing, and they, man, they and are... And may still have... I, I, I had an 80-some-year-old man who was on the other side of a transaction with me that we had to have this exact conversation. Right. Because he only did a deal once every great while when, like, one of his buddies needed help. Right, He didn't. Right. He wasn't actively in the industry, well, and, and, and he, he did not know about all the changes. I don't know what percentage of those... 13-odd thousand real estate agents in, mm-hmm. in our local area. 17,000 in King County. 17,000. Over 17,000 oh, in King County. There's currently oh. over 34,000 in the entire MLS yeah. as of November 2022. Yeah. And 17-some thousand of them are in King County. The knowledge, the the level of knowledge is all over the board, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, with those. Yeah. In the SWOT analysis my team and I just did for the beginning of the year and for our planning, what I really loved, Rain, who's the youngest person on our team, she because she is now the age that I have been in the industry. <laughs> she just turned 20 in December. That, that's terrifying. <laughs> we, I joke with her. I was like, you were being bored about the time I was starting this I whole know. enterprise. Uh, I'm like, so... Think how much knowledge I have. Like you've grown into like the young woman that you are, and I have all this mastery and knowledge. But she actually, in our SWOT analysis, put that my tenure in the industry is one of our absolute strengths mm-hmm. right. because we're right. actively, constantly proactive on you know doing all the things, and you know, and with our care philosophy that those are some of the benefits that we really bring to the table when we're working with folks. Because it's these kinds of conversations you and I have on this show every week. The reason we've been able to do this show for seven and a half years is because, one, things change all the time. The only reason you and I still are even interested in this industry is because it's in constant flux. Mm -hmm. Sure. If it was the exact same thing every single day, I'd be bored out of my mind. It's always something going on, and, mm-hmm. and we've, yeah, that's that's the beauty. That's why I love the job mm-hmm. know, because it is it's constant flex. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, and the people are different all the time. The situations are different all the time. Mm-hmm. Like the basics of what we have to do stay relatively the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the dynamics of the individuals and the scenarios and what you have to overcome and you know, like there's constant problem solving and you know all of that. So. Uh, from a from a seller's perspective, on the VA stuff, we're just saying keep an open mind, mm-hmm. make sure you're asking questions, 
don't just, you know, like right. uh, have it fly over your head and you don't no. don't really know what the, the situation is. It, it It is definitely worth asking. And I will say sometimes there are people who say, no, I want to help a veteran mm-hmm. because I do want to give the benefit to somebody who has served our country. Right. And on the other side of it, if you're a veteran and you're thinking of buying a home, but maybe prices are just too high for a single mm-hmm. family home in this area don't rule out condos right if you know if they're not VA approved or even in general yeah uh, because you know as, as you you've seen Reba you know we we know how to we know how to do those yeah and well we can we can get those condo projects approved and you're yes. actually doing a benefit for the the whole project the entire yes when we approve your loan in a in a VA uh, condo, you know, if we approve the VA condo, we don't just approve the, your condo unit, we approve right. the entire project. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a critical point right there because, um, searching. So if you are a veteran, uh, or active military and you're searching often your agent will set up your search to look just for those listings that say that they'll accept VA mm-hmm. and that, that is dangerous it is. It is very, very dangerous because a lot because a lot of these agents don't know. They won't check that box. I can't tell you how many both single family and other like HOA style properties don't have FHA or VA checked. Mm-hmm. Right. They almost. I would say um, the vast majority do not put VA on any listings. They don't. And so to restrict that to that person, um, there's actually been lawsuits in the past. I don't know if you knew that, but Mm -hmm. there's lawsuits that have happened because of agents not providing that checkbox. Mm -hmm. And I I consider it's a little bit dangerous, a lot of the, the, the work that's being done electronically now, because... One, like I've seen one transaction coordinator in specific who will send stuff out to our uh, a listing client and just, it's not even my clients. It's like, you know, she'll send it out to anybody's clients. And she's just like, here, uh, check this and make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Super dangerous. Scary. Like the agent should be looking at that and going over right. it with the client because they need to be the ones having this conversation of like, um, cause my default when I'm filling that paperwork out myself, my default is to add VA every single time. And if it's not a condo project to add FHA every single time, mm-hmm. because I do know people will set up their search criteria specifically looking for those listings. So unless there is an absolute reason we can't use one of those, it's going to go on there. Well, and and I'll give an example. Of this recent transaction we had the mm-hmm. the listing agent on that was was great to work with, but mm-hmm. the listing was a little bit off, misleading. I don't want <laughs> to was. say misleading. It was just confusing because under yeah. property type, it didn't yeah. say condominium. It said residential. Yeah, it did because this was a uh, it was a condo, but it was a detached house. It was not you know it was well. You know, I think it's also a little bit of an unusual case, though, because you have to remember that was a property that was developed in 2015, and it was well, it was made for build to rent, and right. then eventually was then. But a condo is a condo is a condo, so I get you know, it. The the listing should have said condominium. Mm-hmm. In fact, even when we got the contract, we looked at the the legal description that was provided, and it did not indicate condo. 
No. Um, but when I called the title I, company, they're like, oh, we have a new and updated legal description and that did so it's well, like all right okay but here know. okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna say once again you have to get context because when that place was built there was no reason for them to condominize it because it was done as a full development of just mm. rentals right. and so what they had to do and we're still dealing with this because this came up during the closing when i got to look at the real estate real estate excise tax affidavit the client put it to my attention because I don't get to see those closing documents, mm-hmm. right? And so he happened to have the stack of papers after his signing because I went to give him his keys and whatnot. And when we sat down and he, and he starts mentioning you know, the Rita forms, and I'm like, wait, what? And I looked at it, and sure enough, it showed two parcel numbers. And that's because they were still doing the segregation Mm-hmm. That's why it didn't look like that. They yeah. had only a year earlier transferred the ownership from one person to another, and they separated it out as a well, condominiumized and, project. And, and my, my point is that don't discount a property if it doesn't appear to be correct. Let's right. do some more research on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because we can. We can check all that. We can check with title. We can check with mm-hmm. the county. Uh, we, we even have an internal database we keep for condo projects so we can read the notes you know, behind it, like what's going on with this project and are yeah. we going to be okay or not okay? You know, not, not every project's approvable. No. Uh, but, but you know, a lot are. And, and that's yes. it definitely, you know, pays to do that due diligence. Well, and again, just knowing the number of people who have served in some capacity or another, there's always a segment of the market. You just, as a seller, you want to have access to as many buyers as possible. Of course. That's it. Yes, That's it. Absolutely. Speaking of all these things, though, we talked last week about what we think is going to happen with this year. And one of those things is we think we may get back into a shortage of inventory. Mm-hmm. So if you have been thinking about selling, it's worth it to have a conversation. Right. Because I posted an article um, that came out recently that over the last 10 years, the amount of equity buildup, in fact, we're over 50% of the properties in the United States have have a, a strong equity position, meaning 50% or more equity in the The home. average homeowner has $280,000 in equity. Yeah. That's the latest stat. Yeah. yeah. So if you're you know, re-looking at, you know, maybe you want to move to a sunnier place, something warmer. I've got a lot of clients I'm talking to right now who are like, yeah, we're kind of cold, you know, tired of the cold. They're getting older or they've got medical situations. They're looking at second homes. They're looking at, you know, yeah, maybe we want to sell this place we've been in since 1971 and now finally go down to one of the warmer climates where we vacation regularly. You know, this is the time to start talking about that and getting ready because you don't want to get the summer glut. It's coming. That would be my forecast on yes. that. You need so, at least three months to prep. Yeah. Well, let's, we've got to take a real quick break here, but let's talk that through just a little bit more when we come back and we get more Open House with Team Reba, so stay tuned. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1300. The Answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. <laughs> Thanks for listening in. So, Reba, 
Yes. I've got, let's say I've got a rental property in Seattle, Washington mm -hmm. yes. that I want to sell. Mm-hmm. I can just put it on the market today and sell it right away, correct? Meh. <laughs> Wrong answer. Wrong answer. <laughs> I knew that. And I know you knew that. Um, that has been a big topic of discussion hmm. in a lot of areas because I'm, I'm part of some different forums on Facebook, and one of them is this Grassroots Seattle. Yep. Um, and particularly because Seattle had so many issues around when we had COVID and you know moratoriums and things like that. A lot of people, a lot of people talking about selling their rental properties right mm -hmm. now. Yep. And you're right, the you, we need 90 days. It's a nine, you have to give your tenant 90 days notice of your mm -hmm. intent to sell the property. Yes. Yeah, it, it's been it's been rough for for a lot of landlords. You know, your mm -hmm. typical landlord in Seattle is not the big fat cat. Nope. You know, super wealthy person. It's mom mm -hmm. and pop. They own one or two yeah. properties. I have a client right now who mm -hmm. it, it breaks my heart, but she has a tenant in a, in a property that stopped paying rent two years ago, mm. and. They're going oh. through, there was a, a moratorium. She was not yeah. able to evict the person. Right. The person's just has a job. They're just blatantly, you know, violating. Even with, with the repayment program? Yes. They, but really? you have to go through this process. And if they're unresponsive, you still have to go, yeah, you, have you have to, have to hire an attorney. Yeah. You have to go through the whole thing. Yeah. She had to go back to work to make the mortgage payment. She's mm -hmm. 75 years old. Oh, gosh. And had to go back to work. Her husband is legally oh. blind. He's disabled. Oh, the, the son is jumping heart. in to, to help out. Yeah. I'm working on a, a refinance to help, you know, mm. help kind of keep things going. Right. But they've, she's exhausted her savings, you know, trying oh. to trying to keep this property. And these are the things we talked about over the last mm. couple of yeah. years. And we've had attorneys on to talk about these issues. Yeah. I, and, and that's it's rough. You it's and really I, before rough. we started the show, said that we, what we need to do, because we knew we wanted to bring this topic up. Um, so if you're listening to the show, we are going to be reaching back out to Rental Housing Association for mm -hmm. an update because yeah. it's been a while yeah. um, since we've done that. Because I know we did my NAFTA deal and boy, was that joyous. Um, <laughs> and that took over a year going mm -hmm. through that whole process right. with trying, my client. Trying to sell with an abandoned Yeah, unit, and that was right. working a year with me, not just the count of the time that he had with the property management folks that did nothing for mm -hmm. him originally. Right. Right. right, so he had two years of pain also, of paying right. a mortgage and no no recourse whatsoever. Right, but right? Here, here we are the first part of the year, mm -hmm. and if, if you own a yeah. rental property and, and are thinking about selling, mm -hmm. get on it. You know, give your tenant notice. Yes. You've got to give that 90 days notice. So here's some of the other benefit of, of choosing to, again, go slow to go fast. Mm -hmm. We are working on building relationships with people in different market areas. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to wrap in a whole bunch of different stuff with this mm -hmm. and conversations I've been having with people. Because we're building an investor group, right? And one of the other things that we're doing to to put this thing together is again through my vast network throughout the United States, which you can do a 1031 exchange into any marketplace within the United States. So we are building out the connections in all these other lower priced market areas, in particular looking for places that are a little bit more landlord friendly. Because so Tamara's Any son, places more landlord friendly. Well, not than all. Seattle. No, New York, California. <laughs> come on, you can't say that. Not all places. Um, but 
from the standpoint of like Tamara Simon, who's been on the show before when she used to own, you know, her own property management company, right? She sold that off. Now she does some consulting, but she and I were talking over the holidays and she has a whole book of past clients that would love to sell their properties here in Seattle, but they don't know where they're going to buy. And so what I'm building is a book of connections so that I can go to them and say, look, you can start doing that. Because if you're going to 1031, because what's the challenge? Now you have the taxation issue of like, oh, am I just going to take, you know, my earnings, or do I want to take that property and put it into another passive income investment well, elsewhere? For those of you that are going, what's a 1031? Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, it's a it's a tax-deferred exchange. If you're selling rental real estate, mm-hmm. you can purchase other rental real estate and defer paying any capital mm-hmm. gains taxes, right. you know, as long as you follow the process and follow all the rules right. of it. So it's, it's a great you know, vehicle mm-hmm. uh, to buy other real estate or sell something without having to, to pay that huge capital gains tax. Right, because your capital gains, depending on your personal situation, might be 15 or 20%. It's done as a, you know, just like you would with stocks, you know, you're paying it at whatever your capital gains rate is, which mm-hmm. is not your ordinary income tax rate. It's, you know, designated based on what your own situation is. So we can't tell you that. However, if it's 15 to 20%, that's significant. <laughs> Talking about a lot of clams there. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of clams. Um, so the idea is, so as an example, we talked about this last year with one of the clients that we had, a mutual client. I sold their Seattle property that had been converted into a rental after they had bought a different primary residence. Mm-hmm. They'd had it for many, many years, like nine years as a rental. And we sold that for like seven twenty five or something along those lines. And then they bought three properties, two of them in Jacksonville, Florida, and one in the Houston, Texas area. Right. And so they Which, were able to 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 really maximize their benefit. They were in the the rents that those properties there, you mm-hmm. know, generated compared to the sale price was pretty impressive. It, yeah. Very yeah. much so, because you can still find the one percent rule and similar mm-hmm. in in some other marketplaces. Even though the average sale price across the United States has gone up over the last several years, there's still better price markets mm-hmm. than Seattle. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, so if you are considering this, well, one of the things about 1031 is you do have a timeline. So what you can be doing when you give that notice period, here's the benefit to you. You give your 90 days, but that gives you time to be looking elsewhere and get your financing in order Mm -hmm. to purchase in another area. I'm also working specifically, there's some um, opportunities in Spokane that I'm going to partner up Mm. with another agent Mm -hmm. because there's some other really great build-to-rent opportunities over there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if people are interested, send me an email at info at teamreba.com because we're building a base of interested parties so that we can can get these things going and then have our, our network in place for everything. Mm-hmm. But this is, again, go slow to go fast. Yep. It's It shouldn't be intimidating. Yeah, you could look at 90 days and be like, oh, well, use it to your advantage. Right. This is your opportunity to say, I got 90 days to let that person kind of deal with their stuff 
but I'm going to ready myself for something much more beneficial down the line. Now, let's think about the housing market 90 days from now. Mm -hmm. Also, we we talked in our our show last week about our our forecast for for Mm -hmm. interest rates and for the housing market. You know, the forecast for interest rates is that they'll be falling. You know, Mm -hmm. they're going to come down a bit. And as they drop... Buyers are going to come back into the market yeah. out of the woodwork. They've been on the sidelines. Yeah. They're going to be jumping back in. Yeah. Right now, we don't have a lot of inventory. Nope. So what, two months worth? Maybe three? Yeah. Meaning Depending that on the if, if yeah. no more listings came in, all the homes would be sold within you know mm-hmm. two to three months. Well, just think about what's going to happen when the rates drop mm-hmm. and we still have tight inventory. We could very easily get back into that that crazy, you know, frenzy type of a period. But if you've got a home that you're thinking about selling, mm-hmm. it's perfect. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. This is absolutely be- the time to do it. Plus, speaking of 90 days and preparations, you know, it, let's say you're not the landlord, but it's just your house. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have some great new programs available to us. We're working with a couple of clients right now. This is why I was saying, like, we started back in October. I've got this company where we can, if you have work you need to do and you don't want to have to fork out the money up front, mm-hmm. we actually have a contracting service now that they will take payment at closing. Wonderful. Yeah. And do that those, is an immense do those, benefit. All that freshening up that well, so can like, make such a difference on the price of a home. Well, so to the point of like you mentioned the woman, 75 years old, going back to work, I have a retired client. This is a perfect tool for her. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she doesn't have to have the cash come out of what she yeah, lives on. For sure. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, it's a great. tremendous program. Very cool. So we got lots planning. of good options. And it does take time to get it all together. So use your 90 days, whether you're that person who's already living in your house and you need to use something like this, or you're a landlord. But absolutely, absolutely, you've got benefit coming your way. And reach out to us for, for advice, for references, for mm-hmm. sources. We're both here. Love to help. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's what we've got for today. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be here. So open house at Team Reba. Be sure to subscribe as well. Hope you all have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.